Hello, boys and girls, ladies and germs. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. Welcome to episode 94 of the Sprinkler Nerd Show. This is Andy Humphrey, your host, a.k.a. This guy's got a cold, but the show must go on, right? Isn't that what they say in show business? The show must go on. So excuse my French or excuse the horse that is stuck in my throat. We're doing it anyway, okay? Welcome, guys. I appreciate you listening to the Sprinkler Nerd Show. And the title of this episode is Feed the Ones You Have, okay? I'm going to explain more about what that means. And today's episode is going to be a mashup of something I heard recently from Seth Godin combined with a short snippet of something that I am going to be presenting on here in two weeks at the Iritech Training Advanced Learning Series on December 15th, which is about customer journey. So I'm going to roll the intro. We'll get right into the episode. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Excellent. So on December 15th, I'm going to be presenting at the Iritech Advanced learning series. And what I'm going to talk about is your customer journey. And this is something that I believe. I believe that you can outcare your competition. I think you can do this using digital technology tools to actually improve the relationships with your customers. Okay. I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but the tools that we have available today allow you to build better relationships with your customers so that you can actually create a customer journey. Okay, so if you wanna learn more about that, join me on December 15th at the Eurotech Advanced Learning Series, or you can just watch it later. I think they're gonna have it all recorded. And if you're an Eurotech member, I believe all of their information is behind the paywall with all of their other training classes. So let's, let's talk about uh, the first thing here today. So I recently heard a quote from Seth Gordon Seth Gordon. No, not Seth Gordon. Seth Godin. And coincidentally, I got out my iPhone about an hour ago and there was a new episode released from Tim Ferriss. And I love the Tim Ferriss show. You guys got to check out and listen to the Tim Ferriss show. And that's why I chose the intro that I did today, which was hello, boys and girls, ladies and germs, because that's what Tim always says. So I was just sort of imitating my inner Tim Ferriss. But uh, yeah, so coincidentally, Tim has Seth Godin on his podcast, and I'm going to start this episode with a quote from Seth Godin because it really resonated with me, and I think it will resonate with you. And I'm going to read the quote now. I might add some of my own take into this, or at least I might stop and pause and uh, have a thought. So here we go. Okay. What Seth Godin said is that people use the word marketing to mean the word advertising or they use it to mean the word hustle or they use it to mean the word hype or sales, but it's none of those things. It used to be those things. Okay. First of all, 
Your customer knows more than you do about alternatives, about their own feelings, and their desires. Okay? Number two, the internet is really smart and it can find someone cheaper than you who does what you say you do with two clicks. I'm going to read that one again. The internet is really smart and it can find someone cheaper than you who does what you do or say they do what you do with two clicks. Okay? Remember that. That's important. And number three, we, meaning people, are not listening to ads like we used to because we have so many other choices. Instead, we listen to our colleagues and we listen to what other people in the world are saying. So what marketing is now is really simple. It's building a true story that other people get a benefit from talking about. They find some sense of identity engaging with your story. That's what marketing is. And you need to get rid of all the people in your work who think their marketing is the other thing because they're causing you to make bad decisions. Okay, and I want to pull a piece out of that that I just read. Seth Godin says that they find some sense of identity in engaging with your story, engaging with your story. So I'm going to ask you guys, what's your story? Do you have a story? How do you talk to your customers? Do you let them in on why you do what you do? Do you tell them, right? Do you share what's on your mind and why you're doing what you're doing? I think that most of the time we don't. I'm guilty of it too. We just react. Customers want something and you do it for them. Customer wants something and you do it for them. But we don't take the time to actually build the deeper level of a relationship as if you were building a relationship with a friend, right? Or building a relationship with your spouse in the real world. And those core relationship principles, you know, we could probably all name them. They include things like integrity, communication, right? Humor, empathy, safety, loyalty, I don't know, patience, understanding, trust, honesty. Um, All of those things can become part of your story. So whether you are the owner of the company, whether you are a service technician, whether you're a salesperson, anytime that you are engaging with a customer, you should bring those into your story and into the relationship that you have or that you intend to build with your customer. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about all of these sorts of things and the digital tools that are available today to enhance the relationship with your customer. But what I wanted to do is start with that quote from Seth Godin because we really do live in the world where I don't know if the internet is that smart, but essentially your customers do know more than you. They can take the time to find alternatives with two clicks. They can find someone who, you know, essentially offers the same thing that you do at a lower price. Okay. That's all available. So what I want to mash up that thought with is this idea that you should feed the ones you have. And this expression comes from my business coach, George Bryant. He has this saying that goes, you can't adopt any more children until you feed the ones you have. Right. And he uses this because it's easy to remember. But from a business perspective, you don't need any more customers until you feed the ones you already have. Okay, think about that for a moment. 
You don't need any more customers until you feed the ones that you have. And what happens is, you know, take this for an example. You might have 100 customers, maybe 500 customers that have all paid you something either in the last month or the last two months or the last quarter. And your first thought is always, where am I going to get more customers? Where am I going to get more? I don't have enough. Where can I find more people, more business? And what happens is this becomes like a self-sacrificial thing that only makes things worse because we start focusing all of our energy and all of our attention on the things that we don't have while we're not acknowledging and have gratitude for the things that we do have. And when we do have it and we pour everything into it, it helps us find the next path, okay? So every business has a set of customers. And I guarantee you that all of your customers are not participating in all of your services. And there's probably more services that you could be offering to your customers without actually needing to go and find new customers, okay? So you may not need to adopt any more children until you can feed the ones that you have. And I feel like this is very, very prevalent in our industry because a lot of times uh, a landscape contractor or an irrigation contractor might be a sole proprietor. They might be a one man show or a one or two man show. And every customer, you know, calls in, they're calling that owner's cell phone or maybe that technician's cell phone directly. And the owner or the technician can't service the existing customers to the extent that they need to because there's other phone calls coming in. So they're just, they're very reactive. And I think that if you think about who your customers are, who you want to have as your customers, you might be able to shed 20% of them, right? Find the type of customers that you already have that you want to double your business with. And if you double your business with 60% of your customers, that lets you also fire, for lack of a better word, fire a percentage of your customers. That way you can better serve a smaller percent of your customers. Okay. So this is all, you know, part of this customer journey philosophy, but those customers that you find as your good fit probably have or will have, or could have a better, you could have a better relationship with them. Okay. So let me give you an example of something that you might do or might offer to your existing customers instead of going out and looking for brand new customers. And, and part of doing this is looking at the customer journey. This would be the inner, like the internal customer journey for customers that you already have. What you might do is you might go through your list and you might find customers that haven't bought from you in let's say six months, okay? Maybe you start up their irrigation systems. Maybe you winterize their irrigation system. Maybe that's it, right? Who, who really wants a customer that all you're doing is starting up and winterizing, okay? That's, I, I know if you're listening to this, you want more from all of your customers than that, okay? So what you might do is shoot them an email. And if it were me, I would shoot them a video email and I might say, hey, John, it's Andy. I'm just checking in. Is there anything that we can do to better support you, right? That, that might be it. Just a personal email. There's ways to do this at scale, but a personal email that just says, hey, checking in, is there anything we can do to support you? And by doing that, uh, I, and I would recommend it to be a video, so it's highly personal uh, or personable, and there's no strings attached. You're not 
offering a service. You're not offering a discount. There's no hooks. It's just a general, genuine email, you know, kind of like you would send to a friend. All right. So let me give you another example. Maybe you have a customer that you've had for 10 years or maybe 20 years, right? Maybe this is the 20th season. Well, let's say the 10th. Maybe this is the 10th season that you have winterized their system. Okay. You know what I would do? I probably, and I might do this at their house or have your service tech do it at their house. Get out your phone, record a video and there's software that can do this. Get out your phone, record a video and say, thank you. You know, just right there while you're winterizing it, get out your phone, record the video, say, Hey John, this is Andy. Just wanted to thank you for 10 years in business. We're out of your house right now, winterizing your system. Take a look. I'm going to turn my phone around, right? Thank you so much for being a customer for 10 years. And I guarantee you that type of personal touch point will be so differentiating. Your, your customer is likely never received something like that. Okay. So by doing that, you can build the best relationships with your customers. Okay. Because building the best relationships with your customers is not about whether you install rainbird sprinklers or hunter sprinklers, or if you're a, a dealer of another product, it's not the products. People don't buy products. People buy people. All right. So if people buy people, you need to remind your people that you exist. Because I guarantee you 10% of your customers get a lot of your attention. 50% might get some, and there's like 40% that don't get any of your attention that don't even know you're there, right? Your database could actually be five times bigger than your actual paying customer list. So spend some time, engage with your customers so that they remember that you exist, okay? And when I say engage with your customers, tell them about yourself, Tell them about your business. Tell them about why you do the things that you do, okay? You don't need to uh, blast an email out to every contact that you've ever had offering 25% off their spring startup. Matter of fact, don't do that. Never do that, okay? You want to do the things that can build long-lasting <clears throat> relationships with your clients. So, with that, I think I don't have anything left. My the horse, the horse has won the race. My my the horse has won the race in my throat, and uh, that's it, guys. I'm gonna sign off. But if you're listening to this episode, it should be rolling out on Friday, December second. This is the Friday before the IA show, and if you're coming to the IA show. I would love to meet up with you. I don't have a way right now on this podcast um, other than, you know what? Fuck it. Here's my cell phone number. Okay. I'm going to give it to you right now. You can text me at this number if you're at the IA show and I would love to connect with you. Here it is. Area code 208-908-3229. Send me a text. I would love to catch up with you and hopefully by then, uh, the horse is out of my throat, but the show must go on. And as landscape entrepreneurs and as a landscape entrepreneur, I am here for you. I am rooting for you and I believe in you, but you have to, you have to say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, make it happen.